0: damn what is up internet friend welcome to walking and talking this is ben bennett what follows is the audio version of walking and talking which was originally recorded as a video i'm transferring all of the series onto this podcast format because i think that this is a more flexible way to engage with this content i like the idea of this audio accompanying you with your own visual field wherever you happen to be and whatever you happen to be doing rather than tempting you to stare at a screen for hours on end. In some of these back episodes, you may hear some mic handling and wind noise, but the audio quality generally improves as the series progresses. Publishing, walking, and talking as a podcast does take additional time and money spent on my end, so if you appreciate this show and its ad-free status please consider supporting it via Patreon at patreon.com benjaminbennett. Patreon is currently the only form of income that I receive for walking and talking, and I would prefer to keep the show free from any ads or sponsorship. I'm hoping to increase the frequency and intensity of these episodes, as well as start an additional series, and it's becoming clear to me that I'll need to start at least offsetting some of my expenses in order to do so. I have always lived with as few expenses as possible for both practical and ethical reasons. For almost two decades, I have dumpster-dived a significant portion of my food and other commodities because of how much I dislike waste. This is all just to say that any small amount you donate will go a very long way in making this work increasingly possible because I won't blow your money on beer and overpriced avocado toast. If you're on the fence about donating and have any questions about my financial situation, or anything else for that matter, just shoot me an email at sittingandsmiling, all one word, at gmail.com. Once again, that's sittingandsmiling at gmail.com. I aim for transparency. Once more, the URL is patreon.com slash benjaminbennett, and you can also find that link in the show notes. Now, with my deepest gratitude, regardless of what you decide— On to the show Hello, my internet friends welcome to walking and talking the show where I walk and talk I'm really pleased by how quiet it is here If I hold still This is one of the quietest places I've been in a very long time. It's me, your friend, your your media personality here to provide you with companionship and you can reflect on me your various difficulties oh hey a euro making money already it's we're starting out slow disconnected. A little bit. A little bit lost. It's too early to say that I'm lost yet. What to say though? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna push for it, it's, it's so interesting, the effect of knowing that there's an audience, and not only an audience, but some kind of familiarity, some kind of conception of me as a person and as a a character and a persona and that's operating in my mind when i'm trying to make decisions about how to represent myself how to portray myself what to say I continue to do walking and talking more and more there's more of an identity in my mind built up around it I have this conception of This, this kind of this kind of uh, large abstraction that I would that I conceive of as my internet presence and how what I say now plays into that there goes the lizard Look at him breathe. That's some fast breathing. That lizard is panting. Well, his mouth isn't open, but he's breathing fast. So this is this is the same old thing as ever really walking and talking the same old problem of what to say and but it's it's always the same old solution you just go ahead and say something and just keep going just put some effort into continually speaking and don't let things distract you. I'm trying to focus in a little bit. I am still seem to be adjusting from everyday thinking. Seems, now that i say that i'm expending effort to continue talking rapidly then i then i had the opposing thought maybe i should just relax and let it flow <clears throat> i feel i still feel wow really self-critical but Right as I was forming that sentence As I was, you know Having this this thought of being self-critical Then I at the same time felt I, I, I Had some kind of glimpse at the truth of the emptiness of self <clears throat> right when I said that and that was kind of a comforting thought, or uh, made me feel a, uh, a little bit at ease. But still, on the on the, on top of that, on top of the emptiness, there's still um, a very a pretty intense. Self-criticism, you could almost say uh, a painful awareness of my own wretchedness, so to speak. But I don't want you to worry too much about my experience of, of awareness of my own wretchedness. because I think, I I believe on a deeper level or at least some, some kind of part of me, some kind of guiding part of me knows that this kind of awareness of my own wretchedness so to speak Or, in place of wretchedness, I could insert inadequacy. Um, uh, Like, kind of... just sort of... uh, it's almost like original sin or something. as if merely by being a person i'm i i'm screwing things up constantly through life just kind of by by existing i'll cause pain for other people I'll, I'll suffer myself needlessly, I'll make mistakes, I will, I will um, be ignorant at times of my own nature, and I'll, I'll be ignorant in ways that do harm. And so very often, especially especially towards the beginning of a walking talking episode, that awareness kind of comes comes right out to the surface and and it's it's painful, but Perspective inevitably 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 Changes Through the course Of the episode Like for instance now I just become aware of Like the way I'm talking The way I'm presenting myself And I become aware of the Fakeness of it Of There's sort of uh, there's sort of an automatic quality to it. There are... there is at play... certain conceptions of myself... in relation to you, the audience... that seem to go unexamined, unquestioned... Until I get to this point now and then and then I realize That Something that I thought of as an aspect of myself Now I realize that It's it's not really myself. It's just something that's that's going on without really being connected to or without seeming connected to like um, the essence of myself what would actually be the core But then, so I, I maybe like, in one sense, maybe that's a painful realization, but in another sense, it feels like that realization is also part of a movement closer to the self. And I know, and I'm beginning to feel at this moment that everything that I experience is also empty and not really myself. as in every every um, thought that I have that I sort of heretofore was sort of unconsciously assuming was myself you know it's me thinking inside my head it's not really myself because I feel like I'm observing it happen, you know, like if you ever have an experience where you feel regret for something that you said or did or maybe even thought, you know, it's like that's a sort of disassociation with something that previously you thought was yourself Like, you thought one way in the past, and now you're looking back and you're like, that wasn't correct, or that's not how I want to be, or that's not who I am. That's a, little, that's a little bit of disassociation, or it's a little bit of, uh, you know, that's a little bit of insight into what is and isn't yourself. Sometimes I might be talking and I'll feel this embarrassment This embarrassment that goes along with the realization of the sort of um, layers and layers of superficiality that seemed to make up my personality but then at other times I might feel the opposite of that and feel an enjoyment of discovering some aspect that maybe seems like it's a part of myself that I'd didn't know was there like if i am speaking and it feels like i'm observing myself speaking and sometimes what i'm observing seems painfully fake but then sometimes it might be feel delightfully fresh but if i if i take if i then take a certain feeling of gratification from that or pride then that seems a little bit problematic to me and that it that would seem to coincide with with ignorantly believing that that is myself But my feeling is that if I'm able to continue digging down through these layers, and I think that takes a great degree of concentration, maybe a degree of concentration that I seem to be lacking at the moment, because I keep getting distracted by sensory objects That at some point delving deep enough into the emptiness I might come out the other side to where You know disidentifying with everything in my experience I might come out the other side to where... You know, if if I get to the experience of of actually experiencing the absence of self at all... but there still is experience... then it's like if there is anything that could be called a self, then it's, it can't be separated from everything that there is. And everything that there is only exists by virtue of there being experience. It all exists within experience. It all is experience, really. Right now, I feel as if I'm oscillating in my thoughts between some sort of uh, Okay, camera issues hopefully resolved. I seem to be oscillating in my thinking between linear and nonlinear conceptions of truth. Uh, By which I mean I'm thinking about a linear Model of truth that has lesser and greater degrees of truth. For example, when I talk about realizing that something isn't really myself and then following that. Supposedly what I realized would be closer to my actual self, and that through this process of continually talking, I would get closer and closer to what is my real self. And as I've been describing that, at the same time, I'm maintaining a nonlinear conception of truth that is this feeling that in actuality there isn't any hierarchy between my my states of awareness there's no one truth that's greater than the other truth in terms of what is and isn't myself, because, as I was saying before, even if I completely disidentify with everything, suggesting that there is no self, there's still experience happening, and in that sense, it's like everything in experience is self where there's no difference between self and other. I feel as if I am I'm trying to just get a handle on my experience right now to feel like I'm not just being thrown about by my various thoughts. Like, I'm have this desire to feel anchored in my experience. Like, right now, if I think about my daily experience, like just the all the my memories of the past few days and my memories of my internal experience and my thinking, it just feels like this constant movement and nothing being um, solid, no thought being a solid truth. It always moving. But this is like, this is kind of my experience all the time. So for some reason I seem to be looking for some kind of stability in my experience. Some kind of consistency in this in my relation to the world and how I understand the world. Some kind of greater coherence. There's so much information that I'm I'm processing all the time. All these different, um, all these different worldviews, and I'm I'm always trying to uh, reconcile all of them. Like everything that enters, that feels like it has some kind of truth to it. It's like how how do I reconcile and integrate that with all of the other conceptions I have that seem true? And could I ever reach a place where I can comprehend all of it at the same time? That seems to be what I always want. a solid, unified comprehension of everything that I can experience, including thought. And I feel very grateful for this situation that i'm in now of having set up this framework i'm alone i'm far away from people i'm far away from you know human made information i'm far away from any linguistic information and I've I've set up this framework where I'm pressured to make my thoughts comprehensible to others. And so that feels like if I can be at all successful in that then maybe I can be successful at starting to clarify a worldview that does correspond well with the actual world. As in, you know, if I'm trying to make my thoughts comprehensible to you, then it depends on my understanding of what what you in general might be able to understand something that's that's uh, more or less common to human experience in general. So that kind of requires me to, to actually relate to other humans. But I guess... I guess it just requires me to... to deal with with human experience. But, like, as I say that, it sounds kind of meaningless. Like... Has anyone ever like, not dealing with human experience. What does that even mean, dealing with human experience? Does it just mean having a human experience? This experience is highly Linguistic. This thought experience. In another sense, I feel like there's nothing that I need to do. Trying to think of what you know. What would a comprehensive, unified worldview even be? It's like um, you know, a map of reality. It's always necessarily reductive So is that what I mean? Do I mean that I want to create a a useful reductive model of reality? anytime you do that you always have to be coming from some kind of angle a viewpoint you have to be you know you have to be coming from a limited viewpoint in order to view anything you have to be Individuated in order to perceive the rest of the world. If you're creating a model, you're also creating your own subjectivity. You're creating your own individuation that perceives the model. As the mind creates the external world and the the mind perceives and comprehends the external world, it also perceives and, and comprehends a self. and vice versa. Could I give up the effort to create a model of reality? Could I give up actually comprehending the world? Could I give up could I give up even the act of perception? Even as I, as I um, conceive now of <clears throat> conceiving this idea of comprehension and of perception and to imagine the absence of them. Engages my imagination and it engages, you know, this abstract thinking, and you could say an, another form of it's a form of conception to conceive of a different state in which I'm not perceiving and not comprehending, and even that act in itself. Is just a continuation of, of, of conception itself. Or let me let me try to put that in a simpler way to be imagining this other state where I'm not imagining just perpetuates the act of imagining in the present. And so, as I started to talk about not perceiving I was having an experience at that time of not experiencing a difference between perceiving and not perceiving that is that is i I, I just noticed this experience. And I realized that that even the idea of perception within this experience is merely an idea. Or to put it another way, that it's not separate from some other thing of non-perception. It seems like in a way the separate self only exists in the movement of thought. It only it only really exists like In a place where you're not looking, it's it's only in the shadow of awareness. If you play, if you put your awareness on the self, if you try to look at it and try to find it, it's you, if you try to look right at it, it's not there. It only it's only in your your periphery. It's a kind of mirage. for me maybe it seems uh like the like my separate self seems the most real when there's uh when I when I feel really involved with a lot of activity and and my mind is jumping between all sorts of different tasks like I'm thinking about what I'm gonna eat what I'm gonna eat next uh, how I should make some money uh, how, how I'm gonna uh, how I represent myself socially It seems to only exist when I'm, you know, doing one thing and thinking about another. But if I'm actually fully involved in what I'm doing, it just, it just disappears. Even, hopefully, like, I don't know, like, is it here now? It might be here now. Um, Like, in what way, in what way is it here now? I'm, I've been thinking, you know, I'm talking, and I'm also having thoughts that I'm not saying, because I'm, you know, I'm filtering a little bit and um, trying to make what I say more comprehensible than, like, this whatever, uh, crazy stream of thoughts exists in my head. But, like, for instance, right now, there's making this video, and then maybe there's thoughts about You know, the practicalities that exist outside of making this video. And it seems like that's where, it seems like that's where my, myself would exist in the, in the past, what I remember of, and, and in the future of like, what I, what I'm projecting will happen. I keep feeling an urge to sit still because it seems like when I'm sitting still my mind can be a little more still. It's interesting, there's still… Um, There's still something here that feels like it's me. But... Like I said, it it feels like that is, is really like... That seems to... That seems to be sort of a some sort of like conglomerate of a lot of thoughts going in different directions like was while i was saying that i was looking at that plant right there and i'm like i wonder if that's mountain tea i think it is and then um you know sometimes like maybe specific people will flash through my mind as sort of a a represent uh, as um you know an idea of you know certain specific people might might uh flash through my mind as sort of people that i might have tend to like wonder how their reaction to what to this video would be or something as if like, I'm, I am modulating what I'm saying to them or not necessarily, but uh, in, in relation to them, like I'm like, I'm creating a self in relation to an imagined other, which might sometimes be specific people, but more often is sort of the The general you, my conception of you, as I conceive you, I simultaneously conceive me. As I manifest you in my mind, I manifest myself in my mind. But then as as I realize that maybe I can I can chill out on that a little bit. People. I hear people. hope they're not Australians They're either British or, or Australian I think British though pretty sure Out. Why is it that just the presence of a few other people um, drags me, you know, kicking and screaming into this this strong conception of myself? And why why uh, do I want to get rid of that so badly? It's painful, even now, but you have to relate to other people. order to get by in this world. You can go to, you can go to great lengths to avoid interacting with people. But it's pretty inevitable. seems like I've got to now uh, let go of whatever, you know, whatever experience of non-self that I seem to be clinging on to. Like now I feel, now I feel another, another sort of existential pain, I guess. pain of of feeling manifested as a person it seems like in in uh, many of these uh, in a lot of spiritualities like the ultimate like teleology is to just not be manifested as in a in a, in a body anymore. Like that's the goal that that uh, this kind of recognition of life as inevitable and uh, suffering. And it kind of seems like in times of the absence of suffering maybe could be described as absence of the experience of self, of, of separateness. feel feel mad I feel uh, feel critical again. Feel a general dissatisfaction, the general, the, the general unsatisfactoriness of life. Is it because I'm not working hard enough? Can you re- can you replace suffering with work in somehow in some way, or are they kind of the same? Am I feeling this unsatisfactoriness because I'm not working? Maybe that's the case. Can, like, so how do I make this work? Keep talking more rapidly. Like, I feel sort of guilt now. Feel sort of shame, feel sort of shame at my existence. Can feeling shame be a sort of a form of work? it seems like it is like uh, you know having gone through periods of a lot of you know shame and uh, self-loathing it seems like I came to I don't know. It was like a, a period of growth, actually. Where this shame and self-loathing were... Um... I don't know. Getting rid of... Unnecessary... Solidified... Aspects of self. Solidified identity How solidified is it now? Wow, man when I in from this perspective right now when I think about my life when I think about just living day to day I'm just this realization feels so kind of like rudely real of how much sort of like guilt and shame and wretchedness I experience on a daily basis. Even in just very just normal interactions and, and life processes. Like, from this viewpoint right now, thinking thinking about it, they feel so imbued with suffering. But I just sort of, like, make it through them. I just kind of go through life. You know? Constant constant guilt about uh, consumption, um, about, um, you know, all of my failures, all of my limitations the faults of my personality all the things that I'm not good at all the things that I don't do all the things that I don't have they're just it's like a constant like battle going on in my mind and I'm constantly trying to reframe everything in the positive it's like constant work to either reframe things in the positive or to um, like somehow like calm down my thinking and uh, be present I mean this is this is my this is my present conception of the past like a general kind of memory of my external and my internal experience while I just go through a lot of everyday life activities And it's like I... I don't know. Sometimes... I look out on all of the other people in the world and think that everyone seems a little or a lot happier than I am. It, I look... I look at other people and I think no one else seems to be having this experience that I'm having of of this this constant sort of suffering. Everyone else seems content or happy. Sometimes it feels as if, in my experience, it feels as if everyone else in the world has what I lack. As if, it feels as if everyone in the world has found their purpose in life has found um, The way to cope with life and to be happy to be content to feel meaning Purpose Etc. Love And Here here I here am I Lacking all of that feeling profoundly meaningless feeling this wretchedness and shame and guilt and um, and uh, just being profoundly uh, dysfunctional and Ill-fitting in the world. Now, as I say this, logically, that sounds highly improbable, right? It's it would be it would be astronomically against the odds that me, one among uh, you know seven or eight billion people in the world just happen to be the most wretched human on the earth. you know it doesn't doesn't hold up uh, against logic. that viewpoint seems particularly true when I look at the media or if I look at YouTube it's as if in every other person I can see virtue in every other person I can see contentment or i can see i can see wisdom in every other person that i witness and i see it in them and then i feel a lack in myself and then i just have to i have to keep convincing myself that i'm an okay person trying to convince myself that this these experiencing experiences that I have are maybe uh, a, an important part of growth or something or that uh, they are one end of a Or or that my perception of them is just kind of perceiving a negative side of what is actually a non-duality, which the other side would, would be the virtue and the wisdom and contentment. These are just processes that I, you know, am playing out in my head a lot. like this this suffering you know it seems constant or like or, and and then the and it seems as if there's like little um, little breaks from it or little distractions from it or something but then it feels like if it feels as if like suffering and emptiness are like the truth that uh, you know, little moments of like happiness are are just kind of like little distractions from. But is it could it also be possible that what those what those distractions are actually also constitute reality, also constitute. An upside to reality. But I know that in in so like these things that I'm saying now that sound Kind of profoundly negative. Um, those I'm not. I'm not thinking things like that constantly in my everyday life. I mean, uh, there's plenty of negative thoughts. Um, I don't know. Maybe I do. Actually, maybe I do think things like that in in everyday life. The thought that um, that suffering is the is the baseline of existence, and that it is eternal. And not limited, also, also, you know, not actually limited to my body and my personhood and my individuation. Because, you know, actually, you look out on the world and you see all this loss, all this Pain, all this suffering that other people experience. You know, all these uh you know horrible tragedies that happen to other people that are worse than what's happened to me and then and then you see people <clears throat> persisting in the face of much worse situations than your own. But then, I don't know, then, then you see people that seem to, uh, where it seems like everything is uh, going just perfectly for them. As if they were just born into a life of perfection. That they'll, you know, you. I can look at a. I guess the, so. There's a. I guess there's a difference between like maybe situation that someone has and uh, their internal uh, virtue. But sometimes, sometimes it feels like those things are connected to me. And sometimes it feels as if... Um, it feels as if my orientation to the world is determining my situation in the world. And vice versa, my situation is is determining my orientation. And then so I'll look and then I'll see... Um, someone else who seems to be in a better situation and have a uh, better outlook on life and they seem to be free of um, what I consider the neuroses of myself and it seemed that healthy mindset seems to, for them, contribute to their continued success in the world and then their continued success in the world seems to contribute to their increasing ease of maintaining a positive, healthy outlook on things. And then I, I look at my own situation and I uh, perceive it negatively. And then I look at my own orientation of the, to the world and I perceive it negatively. And I I perceive the flaws in myself and sometimes feel um, powerless to correct them. I see them playing out and I see I see my reality going in ways that I wouldn't want it to go and um, feel powerless. And I don't just mean, like, external circumstances, sometimes it, you know... I, it seems like there is some truth to um, how one's inner orientation manifests your your reality like the the way that you're oriented the way that you you know deal with things has an effect on your situation you know and then I I, I see my situation and I feel as if uh, my own... I feel as if my own uh, negative outlook on things is creating that negative situation, and then I, but then at the same time, I don't know how to uh, correct that. It feels like it's just like sliding out of control sometimes. I feel tempted to carry this rock with me. It's so beautiful. But it's kinda heavy. It's really amazing. I'll carry it with me for a little bit. Maybe I'll maybe I'll find a a better one. Ow. Hey, look at that. It's just stuck right in me. Ow. Ooh. It's true I I really I perceive some big flaws in myself and then I, I see them but then I see them persisting despite my awareness of them and I try to I try to uh, get rid of them. Like I try to like I like I would like to never feel anger. I don't think it uh, is useful at all. totally convinced of this after uh, reading Seneca of anger and then I and then I uh, experience feeling angry and then I feel I feel simultaneously this intense guilt and shame for feeling angry. Damn. Whoa, here's a big one. That's incredible. Look at that. Amazing. I'm not feeling angry now. And, uh, you know, when I'm walking and talking, when I'm walking and talking, it's like, any any of those um faults when they come up they're they seem to be in this kind of container and in this light of awareness that um seems to like uh, allow them to sort of diffuse without doing harm i don't i think like Like if, I am, if I'm feeling um, any kind of negative emotion, generally, I, I really have no choice but to become very aware of it and to stay aware of it, like I can't keep talking continuously about my experience in this sort of like informational vacuum, you know, in a, in a, a place that is, um, is relatively free of the 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 sort of outside reference to the self you know relatively free of the any sort of distraction that i can um project my emotions onto and then i'm also like Continuously talking, more or less, and aware of the publicness of everything that I'm saying. Man, look. At And so it's like uh this is a process like commuting communing with a a a larger self. Or um, you know, we don't have to use self as a word, but I'm I'm communing with something larger than myself in an environment that doesn't allow me to to you know it, it doesn't doesn't have It doesn't have all the objects for me to project on and and to reflect myself from if that makes sense there's not like people around me for me to compare and to to from which to to create this uh, this relative notion of self, based upon, there's not a lot of, you know, there's not incoming information that like to to sort of fragment my thinking. And to continually like shift the perspective. So if you, if you, if I'm continually shifting my thought pers- perspective like all the time based upon incoming information from other people, um, then it seems like it kind of prevents you from getting very deep. And you know when you're. In the world a lot of the time it's hard to prevent yourself from seeking out this the these continually continual sort of like translative information that is anytime your your conception of your own self becomes uncomfortable your experience of yourself becomes uncomfortable there's you know an automatic kind of like urge to look outside the self for something that'll ease that discomfort and so like you go from like one sort of self-help thing to another you know Um, all these like different um, all these different angles of psychology that you can read about Um, all sorts of different practices you can take up. All sorts of different activities you can do. All of them offering a slightly different perspective on, on the reality of the world and yourself. So there's, there's this value of remaining with one thing with the one thing long enough then all this uh, this constant shifting about of your mental framework can die down and you can go through this perhaps painful experience of disidentifying with certain aspects of yourself or um, realizing their, their ultimate relativity and emptiness and then eventually you can I don't know what you can actually. You can be like me. Wouldn't you love to be me? and be quasi-famous on YouTube? Isn't it enviable to be me? Or to be, you know, you could be a more famous person. You could be more famous than me. Isn't that enviable? But I do these walking and talkings, and my perspective often changes pretty drastically. Like by the end of it, I'll feel, I'll feel uh, a relative clarity, like something that I, you know. I don't really feel unless I I really like stick for something stick with something for this for a long Duration and you know make myself go through something But I feel like it could be even more intense than it is you know like here I have all sorts of Delightful sensory stimuli. I mean, there's lizards running around all over the place. It's really pretty luxurious. What if I walking and talking just in a empty room on a treadmill? I wonder if that would be more powerful. But there's something about this that is uh, also of soothing in a way that doesn't feel artificial to me this environment I mean it's soothing in the fact that um, I'm in a place that most of what I am seeing and sensing isn't human made that it just exists due to the nature of reality outside of um, human influence and You know, of course I recognize that Human influence is also a part reality and you know not separate from natural processes but sometimes to get some distance from the man-made world um, can really like allow for uh, certain tensions that have built up for you and you to, to diffuse I'm trying to see what is the nature of my dissatisfaction at the present moment. Why does life feel like this constant, like, striving towards something better in the future? I guess that's just like the I don't know, like the emotional experience of being human. Do you have to like work incredibly hard uh just to get a little break from Is that true? I don't know. Or am I just am I just am I just like lazy? As, am I just like am I just like missing out on the wisdom that it seems to me like everybody else seems to have? Like I look at all the like quote unquote like normal people who just like work a regular job have uh, you know uh, friends and family um, you know, they just go through life and they seem perfectly content just living what why why the hell am I so discontent I mean, I'm not, I don't know maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I'm making this up maybe I'm not as discontent as I uh, seem to be claiming But I'll you know go through life and I'm interacting with people and I'm just like I'm I'm insufficient in this interaction. There's something wrong with my personality and this other person seems uh, happy and um, uh, generous with their personality and. Um, contributing things of interest um, and contributing levity to a situation and here I am uh, feeling just like I don't know what is it what is it like like on one hand like on one hand i i don't perceive uh the situation that i'm in as a problem to be solved by by my contribution a lot of the times as if another way to say that is just that i don't need to talk that much like I don't see a reason for talking as often as other people seem to see a reason for talking and that's not at all a a criticism of other people who talk more other people are talking more in a conversation and I'm like that's fine and I'm like that's totally cool that this talking is part of you know your the way that you interface with reality and there's nothing false about it there's nothing there's nothing like inferior about anyone else's um, you know mode of interacting It's like I feel I don't know, I feel content to be around some other person or people who are talking without saying much myself sometimes and I'm just like but then at then sometimes I'm at the same time I'm like there there must be something wrong with me. And I'm like what the hell is wrong with me in that I, uh, it seems like the only time I'm like, I don't know, like having an authentic conversation is when I'm doing it here, walking, talking to you. Is this true? I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making all this up and I actually have fine interactions in everyday life. doesn't seem to be that big of a problem, except for a few people. Some people really get uncomfortable if I am not filling up every goddamn second with uh pointless babble because I don't talk much, and then and then they like have this 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 like uh intense need to like fill all the space with words, and then they they feel themselves like they feel themselves like word vomiting into the void and then, then they freak out and then uh, kind of like castigate me as some kind of evil uh, sorcerer or something that made them feel the own void underneath their superficial babble. See, see, this is, this is my, this is my, this is my personality flaw coming out. In that moment, I seem to be manifesting some bitterness. And then I'm like, why is this, why do I have this bitterness? What the hell is wrong with me? I don't know. I feel, I feel it now, I feel... Actually, I feel somewhat animated, right now, by this feeling. Like, when I I was describing that situation, like a few moments ago, I felt animated by it. By this expression of bitterness. And totally aware of what it is. And, you know, having a conception like, I shouldn't feel that way. I should be totally... you know, accepting of everyone and their different... uh, everyone else's flaws, you know? I recognize... I'm recognizing at least, you know, one of my own flaws. Who knows how many there are that I'm not conscious of. But then, you know, flawed. Speaking of it as a flaw is, is, of course, you know, highly subjective and, you know, only relative to a certain type of interaction. Uh, it might be useful to describe it as a flaw in one, act, in one interaction, but it might be a total strength in another interaction. Uh, it seems like every strength is also tied to a flaw or a weakness, uh, and that to actually speak of personality traits as flawed or flaws or strength is not always useful. It may be creating a dichotomy. It's it's relative to you know its its uh, functionality in society. But then you know, of course, functionality is a relative thing as well because it's like things that are aberrant from the norm. Uh, that's only negative if we accept the, the goodness of the status quo, etc, uh, etc. Et you know, like, you know, mental illness being... Uh, Sort of classification that's based on abeyance from the status quo, and so it's like, uh, this I don't know what's that, what's that sort of thing like if to, to fit into, uh, if so, you know, if society itself is, is ill, then we wouldn't want to be considered sane because we fit into the ill in society. That sort of thing. Somebody, somebody put it much better than I, and I can't remember what the quote is. Get a load of that rock. All these rocks, man. All these rocks. Are just ridiculous look at that there's just crystals everywhere you know I could just like pick one spot here and excavate rocks all day just continuing to talk in this stream of varying psychological perspectives and metaphysical perceptions and Talking and talking could always be better than it is. Could be all... What does that mean? What does better even mean? Do I give in to... Do I give in to... Enjoying the lush sensorial experience that surrounds me Look at that It's like every rock around here is just mind-blowingly complex and beautiful What the hell am I doing? I'm experiencing emotions. Why am I expunging emotions? Am I letting them out? Or am I just perpetuating them? Are these emotions a bad thing? Like when I say experience bitterness up there It's it's bitterness in the sense that like it is attached to some kind of narrative But then at the same time, it's like more ambiguous than that. It's like that narrative is just like a form of uh, energy, you know? And you can, you can see how it's like uh, transferring, like the, the uh, emotion that you are perceiving in my voice now, the animatedness now, that is in contrast from the beginning of the video it just transfers onto it transfers onto these rocks i'm like give me a give me a freaking break look how incredible that rock is to look at Observing my own Human experience from some kind of vantage point in which it appears like Just as complex and Varied and beautiful as one of these rocks like the emotional experience that I'm having Feels rich Right now I feel, I feel defiant of the other part of myself that wants to uh, expunge strong emotions. It wants to expunge anger, uh, expunge bitterness. More so, I, I want to integrate them. I want to integrate them into my experience so that I can experience them like as being more You know connected with all forms of emotion, you know to experience them in their they're more like constantly uh, changing and ambiguous nature As being not separated from other experiences like joy and happiness and jouissance, and I, I you know, I want to be able to include them. In my experience without having a fragmented worldview, without having them color my experience in such a way that it feels uh, false, or fragmented, or limited, or illusory, or uh, skewed perception of reality, you know? It's true, it's true that emotions do skew your experience of reality. But it makes, it makes different things true. If you're in total despair, if you are depressed, And you, and you are, you know, you conceive all of of reality as a negative, and yourself as an inadequate, horrible person. That's your reality. It's like, it's like temporarily real, to you, because it is your experience, and your experience is all that there is. And it might feel like, at times, like, like, it's, it's the, that's the, the, you know, that that is the bottom line, unchanging nature of reality, is that you're just a horrible person for eternity, and that that suffering is the only thing that exists, and it's eternal. It might feel like that, but you, you have that experience, but then... the fact that you have that experience within that experience, within that conception of reality lies the seed of the opposite and it, it, it lies actually the proof of the opposite as well because if you're able to conceive of this reality that is only eternal suffering if you're able to conceive of that and you're thinking and you're thinking like that's the truth right now it it means that the opposite is also a possibility like in order to think of negativity, in order to think of suffering, you know in order for for any either of those things to like exist, there has to be the absence of them. There has to be something such as non suffering like a a place from which to 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 perceive suffering, you know if suffering were all reality is then you wouldn't experience it as suffering, you know. It would be the, the air that you breathe, the water that you swim in. But if you can perceive suffering, if and, you know, if you can feel suffering, which undoubtedly you can and you do, if you can feel it, then it means you can feel the opposite of it or you can feel the absence of it. And if you can, then you will. Like, like, look at this experience now. Just observe the change in the sort of tone of the content of what I'm saying, which has, you know, obviously shifted from uh, a sort of, you know, it's, it's, over the course of the video, it's changed from, like, a sort of, like, low level uh, searching and discontentment to um, to um, a sort of like brief um, isolated and uh, direct expression of uh, bitterness and anger and then the the that sort of like emotional energy that seemed to... Uh, arise in that expression Has continued and then sort of like just kind of like Permeated a little bit or like morphed a little bit Into a more ambiguous type of energy That is animating my talking, but the the the, the content of my talking has similarly shifted in a continuous fashion from, from these sort of like searching existential questions to uh, a brief moment to, to, well, actually a longer moment of like negative perception of myself and negative uh, conception of, of, of me and my faults and my flaws um, and a negative conception of my lot in life To to then, like, that flowing continuously into, um, you know, what could be described as, like, motivational or inspirational speaking, you know, what could be described as an impassioned, um, an, an impassioned, uh, call to um, to realize the I don't know other side of the negativity of other side of suffering or like an in, impassioned in, in sort of like uh, slightly meta realization above the dichotomy of technical difficulties of my camera, trying to interrupt my flow, but they can't because I can incorporate anything. I can incorporate anything. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this with a kind of overconfidence, kind of boastfulness that I have now, you know? Look at me. Look at me. I've transferred, I've transformed from uh, a torpid, self-loathing. Look at that bird, holy shit. I've, I've, you know, I've flowed seamlessly from torpid self-loathing to a a, uh, boastful, overconfident, motivational speaking in which I I, uh... I, I, I proclaim to you that you can and will overcome any negativity or suffering or problem that you have in your life. because it's all two sides of the same coin. Like this here, this this experience here, this like uh, impassioned whatever that I'm doing is not other than the other side of like everyday mundane, Boring ass life, you know. Eating lunch, feeling kind of stuffed, feeling kind of lazy, looking at the internet, checking my Facebook, you know, hanging out, shooting the shit. spending too much money on food waiting in line at the airport feeling guilty about contributing to climate change you know all these like mundane stuff like this is this is totally connected to that I couldn't have one without the other Just like you can't have suffering without joy, even to the extent that you feel that suffering is all that there is and there's no joy in your life. That's not the total reality. We just have emotional topographies. We have these existential topographies. We're up and we're down, and when you're down, it's hard to see very far, you know? Inevitably come down from this, uh, we could call it high. Who knows, you know? Maybe I'll, you know, I, I, I'm, I can definitely conceive of higher highs, of uh, manic highs. There are manic highs and there are despondent lows, but I guess I guess my goal is to be able to uh, not be swept away by those ups and downs. You know, that's that's the typical. That's the typical wisdom. That's like the the quintessential wisdom. That's like everywhere, Ex- except for contemporary daily life, except for advertising, except for mainstream culture. It doesn't like ah ah. Maybe it's in there. Maybe it's in there. Mm. Ah, but it's in there in such a bad unhealthy Form of delivery, you know Lizzie You know Commercials like it's like for me like any commercial. It's like so easy for me to see how insidious The the emotional manipulation. It's like, like like commercials don't just like tell you like this is a pro you know this is a product that'll help you do this thing, this is a product that'll last a long time. No, it's like, it's like a commercial is like. It's like, like showing you this this fucking like, just like, sexy. like joyful like version of life that you could be having But you you're not having because you don't have this car. You don't have these fucking shoes You don't have these fucking glasses frames You could be this fucking glamorous ass person who's always in the right place at the right time and Everybody else fucking desires to be around them if only you had this fucking product Oh, but you don't. Oh, and that's why you feel so miserable. That's why you're such a goddamn loser, because you're not, you you haven't, you know, you haven't woken up to the lifestyle that's, like, provided to you by the fucking new, like, Nissan... You haven't woken up to your your true uh, joyful self, the joyful self that, like, you know, hat, that, like, gets DOC sexy specs. Yeah. Got my new sexy specs. Changed my life forever. I was a miserable loser. Then I got my fucking new glasses frames. And bam! Everybody wanted. Every, everybody wanted to fuck me. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, I I uh, I, I I took on such magnanimous qualities that I was just magnetic to people around me and my spirit became so much more generous after I bought this product that I saw on a commercial. Hey Lizzie. like these same kind of sentiments are just like ubiquitous in in mainstream culture I'm sorry I mean like I I I like it too you know I I get the I I see the appeal I listen to you know I listen to rap music I like it I don't know so like you know I'm gonna talk shit about a lot of things, but but like recognize at the same time like I might enjoy it just as much as the, the next guy. Maybe not just as much, but maybe almost as much as the next guy, but not as often. And then at, as at the same time that I enjoy it, I also feel the fucking sickness that it like uh, infects you with of inadequacy. like I mean the 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 rags they the, like the the constant um, mainstream rap uh, narrative of the rags to riches that you got from hustling and from selling drugs it's like, uh, It's just, it's just ridiculous. You know, the 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 excesses, is... and it's like, even if it is true for like a handful of people, like a handful of rappers, like get famous and rich uh, from being really poor and disadvantaged, uh, like a handful of them do it, but like. And then like maybe a handful of drug dealers like move up the chain and like get really rich doing that But it's like at what cost to other people you don't even think about the fucking effects to other people. It's like uh, With drugs like any one person's like Financial success being a drug dealer is like at the cost of like ruining uh, You know probably hundreds of other lives to shit like cracking heroin And then you've got this musical culture that is there to that completely like reinforces and glorifies uh, that lifestyle, and at the same time portrays a completely unrealistic uh, notion of success. To make any listener it's and it's sexy it's like it's intoxicating to listen to it's pleasurable to listen to it like Really like you know it like stimulates you but then at the same time like the message is like you are So inadequate you are such a miserable wretch compared to what I have achieved this success that I have achieved And, like, don't, like, get me wrong in that, like, uh, I'm aware of, I'm completely aware of the, the all the, the systemic factors uh, contributing to this. And, like, you know, it's, it's not like, it's not like I'm blaming anyone. I'm not blaming anyone. But it's just, like, from my perspective, it's, like, just this completely like warped uh, representation of reality that is uh, I think like really damaging to anybody who doesn't uh, like understand the the um, doesn't like doesn't understand that it, it is a warped presentation of reality and I think, I think a lot of people do understand that, you know. It seems like, you know, people, you know, listen to this, like, ridiculous pop music and don't really believe that, like, what's represented there should, is, like, at all, like, a realistic possibility for their life, or, like, even desirable. Really. But like you know just what's but, but like still hopefully, hopefully like take some kind of pleasure in and so, some sort of pleasure in listening to it or uh even a sort of um you know enjoy it as as this 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 uh bizarre Mirror of society It's you know, it's it's interesting to It's it's interesting to see what society produces like look at me like look at this Like what the hell is this? Car. Game on. Liz. I still have this rock in my pocket. Haven't found a better one to carry around yet. So, you know, now, now I feel like I have a clear understanding of the value of including in these walking and talking videos the parts that feel valueless while I'm filming them, you know, while I'm experiencing them. Because I, I think that's, you know, that's, that's truthful to my experience of reality. Like, I'm not just impassionately positive all the time. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not inspired all the time. I experienced just as much mundanity as the next guy, maybe even more. Tile. Man, if I had, if I had a rock tumbler... I would be in business. And then it's like, and then uh, you know, after the after the inspired part, it's like, we don't just stop there in walking and talking. It's like we go to the we go to the end of four hours. You know, most of the time, if it as long as the camera doesn't crap out. We go to the end because it's like, you know... We're portraying a relatively faithful representation of the flow of experience. Which is, you're not always in the flow. You can't... I I don't know. Can you? I don't think you can really always be in the flow. If you weren't, you know, if you weren't bumping into the the jagged rocks of reality, you wouldn't really be interfacing with reality. If you're in the flow all the time, it mean, you know, it must mean that you are, you are, have sequestered yourself somewhere that's insulated from actual, look uh the, the real world you have you know you have to be bumping up against the jagged rocks of reality sometimes and you know you do it for long enough and then you find your legs in the in the gauntlet good grief Look at these, look at these. Just look at these. there's one of those bulbs that has a thing grown out of it look at that Another one. Look, get come on. This this can't be real. This cannot be a real rock. Can't give me a break. This has to be fake. I just I want to take I want to take home every single rock that I see, but then my house would just be nothing but a pile of rocks You know every single one is like so Complex and beautiful. It's like I could take anyone home and as if I could contemplate it for a lifetime but of course, you know, I already have a bunch of rocks at home that I collected other places. And how much do I, how much do I look at them? Sometimes. But really the most exciting rock is the one, like, that I happen to be looking at. Come on! All the rocks are like crystals. Not all of them. Just enough of them to make it really exciting. Why... why is... what the fuck? Why is the natural world so goddamn enticing? To a human. Well, I'll tell you why. Because we don't have to fight against it to survive anymore. Maybe we maybe we uh, Maybe we um... And at the same time we evolved within it with Mechanisms of sensory perceptions that are uh, calibrated to apprehend this sort of complexity. Know what I'm saying? We perceive on a certain scale, we perceive uh, this band of visible light that happens to be the right band of uh, electromagnetic radiation that doesn't get all scattered by the atmosphere. The world made us. We, you know, the world made us. Even though I'm always talking about how we make the world with our minds. You know, now I'm in the state where it's like... Um, inhibitions I feel... I'm not feeling so much inhibition in what I say or do. I feel a general uh, joy and delight in um, spontaneously interacting with my environment and with you and with language and uh, feel feel language and affect and thoughts kind of flowing through me you know it's like this is a, this is a sort of high it's mostly just brought about, brought about by doing this but we still got time to go so it's like we don't just select the highs and cut them out and leave out leave the rest leave out the rest you know we show it all We have to remain cognizant of the fact that this joy is also connected to despair, and suffering, and feeling lostness, and feeling disconnected from reality, and feeling uh, feeling uh, tossed about by our, our various thoughts and emotions feeling, you know, lost in the world and and hating ourselves and you know, having the real experience of fucking up your life Having the real true experience of being a fuck up in life, you know? And then that's like but it's like it's true while you are having that experience and then it's also merely an artifact of how you are conceiving things but it's like m- merely making this concerted effort to reframe things positive reframe things positively like tends to fall short for me. Like, I try to do it and then I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I'm really just like... I, you know, I'm aware that I'm just like reframing something in positive language, and so it's like, it doesn't really alter the emotional content. It's like, you know, loss and pain and misery are real but so are their opposites. Look at this goddamn rock. Look at this goddamn beautiful rock. There's so many, there's so many, it's like, I just want to like merge with each rock. Like, I want to become that. Like, this, this sensory experience, you know, is like, why is it so good? Why is it so good? It's like too good, you know? It's so good that I'm, I'm really suspicious of my state right now. Like, I'm not trying to... I, I don't want to mistakenly... I don't want to mistake this state for... Uh, any... for, like, a profound wisdom or, like, uh, upwards movement in... Uh, in awareness or something. I want to be... Look at, look at, what? 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 Look at this crystal. This, this might, damn, this might be better than the one in my pocket. This might be the new winner. I'm I'm gonna have to take both, I think. probably didn't see that one It's because there's um, There's a There's actually a I'm actually experiencing a great deal of sensual pleasure right now just uh, visually aurally tactilely you know this stimulation is really stimulating me look i mean look at like anywhere i look it's just like ridiculous and then on top of that it's like i'm i'm now taking on a lot of like emotional pleasure in talking to you, like you can probably hear it in my voice, the way that I'm enunciating, it feels like it feels like eating when you're, when I'm hungry. It feels like a tall glass of water when I'm really thirsty. Oh, speaking of which. Me just point you towards that any just you know, any rock, like point you any direction, and it's breathtakingly beautiful. Sorry to interrupt um, the natural beauty with the. Uh, man-made consumable Is this pleasurable for you? Does it incite any envy in you? Like envy um, for me, either A, being in this place, in this situation, or, or uh, B. Envy of my uh, jouissance at the moment. Envy at... um, Yeah, just envy at my uh, present experience. or envy at my broader situation of, of which you might know some, You you know a limited amount about but if you if you are understanding what I'm saying directly, then you'll understand that there is nothing to envy. You'll understand that um, any joy and happiness that I experience and uh, put on display in walking and talking, is totally inextricable from from totally, uh, you know, mundane suffering, total uh, quotidian malaise. I can I can kind of guarantee that you that like much of the time I'm hating myself as much or more than you do. I'm I'm just I'm just saying that like now it seems like I I am uh like my current perspective on my mon- every day every day suffering is like Is one uh, actually more of um, What's the word It's it's more a source of like uh solidarity solidarity and uh connection with other people now because now i'm i'm sort of now my my perspective seems to be not so much that like i'm the most miserable person in the world but just that like my perspective has shifted now that that uh these are kind of common experiences to everybody And I might even uh, be so conceited and boastful and overconfident and boastful enough to say that if you don't, if you aren't frequently uh, experiencing misery and self loathing, then it could be the case that you uh, are not living a truthful existence. Not living an authentic life. Mm. You're not as authentic as I am. Mm. I'm miserable because I'm authentic. Anyhow. Is that flower spike? The thing that comes out of the bulbs? Yeah Boy I I would I I could really you know say that my emotional topography is pretty uneven these days I'm pretty up and down like i'm up right now you know but it's like surrounded by a sea of down good grief but you know it's like uh what that kind of means though it's like i it's like i can feel i can actually feel uh connection with all that downside all the all that misery and suffering like I, I, I can feel like I can be connected to that but not but I but still feel uh positive right now it's like um, you know it's like when you feel like this it's like your view on everything is uh is is different like your view on your previous view and it's it's You know? It's of course not the total full reality. It's like I Recognize that I am going to be miserable again in the future and probably not very long in the future But at the same time you have an experience like that and you're like you're just like reminded That there is meaning inside all of the meaninglessness. There is joy inside all the suffering. However much suffering you experience, you will also feel happiness again. You'll feel inspiration again. Like and and not only that, but also like, I'm having this experience, and there. I I should hopefully receive a kind of insight from this experience, or at least I'll have a memory of this experience. Look at, the, can you give me a break? Fake, faked. That is a fake rock they edited it. It's looped. Um, I'll have a memory of this experience and, like, that can, you know, that can guide my actions in the future. And just maybe, uh, I'll get better at guiding my life into the sorts of situations in which I feel uh, joy and freedom. Maybe. It at least feels like that's a possibility. We're getting closer and closer to a shore that we've been seeing for a long time. Only astoundingly beautiful. Look at that. Can you can you believe this shit? You know, I like I could I could I could go on an endless stream of expletives uh, and not even touch upon the beauty of this here rock. Holy Effen mackerel holy frickin' guacamole holy mole holy mole folks who's yeah. I just want to, you know, I just want to take the whole island home. Can I do that? Can I ship it? Can I FedEx it to my house? Flat rate box? what if what if we enter what if we enter the spiritual doldrums again we might the doldrums are never far off quotidian malaise Always chomping at our tail Always What's what's the expression? always waiting in the flanks. The flanks? Should you let your guard down for a moment? It'll come and devour you. And even if you don't, even if you don't let your guard down, but life's uncontrollable circumstances whip you down to the ground as they do. Every, every miserable experience that you have is now the new territory for you to adapt to, to learn how to navigate, to learn how to keep your balance in that sort of situation, so you're 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 stronger and stronger and more resilient and able to, um, you know, incorporate more and more varieties of experience into your comprehensive. Worldview in which you're you're moored in reality and um, understand that the 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 non-duality of everything and increasingly able to maintain not only just a uh, conceptual understanding of non-duality a conceptual understanding that. You you know your suffering will turn around and stuff, but like increasingly hopefully uh, That being incorporated into your emotional reality as well But It's no consolation really because it means you have to actually experience the emotional pain I, I think maybe maybe seems like yeah like yes like you can't you can't really escape the emotional pain and still like become and still become really emotionally resilient I don't I don't know sometimes it seems like other people can I don't I don't know maybe that's just my false outside perception Or maybe, maybe those people are just already experienced all the pain and now they're really resilient Getting closer and closer maybe i should actually uh start extending the duration of these to the limitations of the memory card That'd be intense because this one can hold up to 8 hours of this footage, can you believe that? I'm not talking as much now. Uh, Does that mean we're in the doldrums? Does that mean we're returning to... quotidian malaise? Hat tip to my boy. That's whenever... That's whenever I say a... uh, Phrase that I heard from one of my friends it's a it's a form of accreditation I would say that I feel happy right now. And as I said that, I felt at the same time accessing a a, a deeper, you know, experience that where where uh, emotions you know aren't don't really exist also it's like it just got freakishly quiet this is like the quietest experience i've had and i don't know how long There's barely any sound. I hear a very faint buzzing of flies and an occasional goat bell. Uh Uh-oh. I hope these guys don't want any trouble. Car! Game on. Oh man. This one with the horns looks like it could fuck me up if it wanted to. Is he just like hiding down there waiting to ram me This is, I guess this is just like, this kind of feels like, uh, contentment to me. Like there's, there's not, there's not too much, it's like, it's not like I'm currently like, feel on, uh, exactly like, uh, some kind of spiritual high or something like that, but. It feels like an experience where there's just like not much uh, tearing at my soul or mind at the moment. Only a little bit, just a little bit. Also I don't think I could ever get tired of looking at goats. probably not true maybe I could if uh if I were like held uh forced to look at goats against my will for an extended period maybe I would get tired of it I think it's all about you know whether it's consensual or not Those look like some old, old olive trees. But you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not like impassioned right now. Oh, another quiet spot. It's like certain spots around here. It gets really quiet. But I feel a, a dropping off of that, like at least you know. For now, I feel kind of dropping off of the of the existential agitation, you know, the dissatisfaction. But maybe, you know, maybe because it's so quiet right here, it's, it's making me speak quietly and then that's making me calm down. I can take. It looks like it is. Oh, there's spray paint here. Looks like it's a path. funny like, like I'm uh, coming to this place that I'm unfamiliar with and I'm like slightly uh, you know not totally not a hundred percent confident that I'm supposed to be here or if you know was just like actually I I feel kind of like humbled by my surroundings and can no longer uh, maintain uh, this sort of like uh, brash uh, boastful um, swagger I feel more a general sense of awe and reverence at the moment. not entirely not entirely sure if I'm in a place where I'm supposed to be there's another like parent hiker down there kind of feels like a, I'm in a zoo enclosure or something. Like a really fun zoo enclosure. Got to be hundreds of years old. Remember before when I made these walking talking episodes all about the internal and I would completely ignore all external stimuli and I would keep talking like super continuously without even allowing a few seconds break? What happened to those days? I never have really been searching out adventure. I don't I don't care that much about having specific experiences, but now I'm just kind of find myself here. It just feels impossible, the amount of complexity that there is just on the Earth. Like, any one, like, you know, I could stay with any, like, you know, quarter-mile radius and find, you know, an abundance of sensory stimuli. It's not home, it's the unfamiliar. make a pretty decent goat. This is a lot of not talking, for some reason I just felt hushed. seems like filming this experience enhances it for me it's not quite the same as taking pictures where I have to like look through the viewfinder it's like I'm constantly taking a picture how do these snails hang out in such a a dry landscape. how far we've come coming down off the mountain coming down off the mountain of life Look at that. coming down off the mountain of life humbled humbled and reverent of uh, life in its most, in the most um, broad and inclusive sense, like uh, just reverent of the, the mere existence of experience uh, and of, of um, being an experiencer at all, and then not only that, but to actually feeling grateful to have this body that can move through reality and uh, and continue experiencing the world. It's as if like uh, it's like as if I even feel some acceptance of of the self-other duality as in feeling like this separation is okay it's okay for me to be me here uh, because then I I get to move through the world and discover and to be so grateful for the freedom to be able to do that uh, for all that the, the just a variety of experience that is possible in this life boy the uh, goat turds and olives bear a striking resemblance if I can get out that way. I'm just hoping that I'm not uh, coming out on somebody's private property. Damn. If I am, it was worth it. Starting to uh, return to the, quidian, the quotidian, but without the malaise for the time being. there's a road so as soon as I get down there I should be in the clear Back in the... uh... Back in the mapped world. That was something. I'm satisfied. I'm a satisfied customer. No complaints here. I'm speechless, but not really. I'm back on the road here, so I can I can walk on the road. I should be able to talk. We're almost, you know, we're almost where we're going. I I guess. That is uh, the return to everyday life. Although I don't know, I don't know how long I've been going. Actually, maybe there's more. Maybe there's a lot more time to go. Oh no, we're we're like almost, we're almost at the end. It's like really good timing, actually. So it's like uh, this can be like you know, conclusion, if there is such a thing. Look at these tiles. I'm, you know, I'm just like, I'm just talking. Remember when we were up there, we were up there. We were all the way up there. Now we're down here. All right, here's like the thickest tree yet. Crikey. Is this a joke? Nah, that tree's too thick. It must be fake. What? No. That tree cannot be that thick. just doesn't stop but uh, we're about to be among the populated world so maybe this is uh, maybe this is the right time to uh, sign off log off or whatever